and welcome to a brand new Tusk Talks Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Tusk, known in real life as Adam Chalk. I'm here to give my honest opinions on the things we like or dislike from all the goings-on in professional wrestling from shows like WWE, Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, NXT, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, as well as pay-per-views, premium live events and some indie shows as well as talking about the latest news headlines doing the rounds. I hope you're all well and you join me today for the NXT review and as always it's quite tough to analyse these shows properly as it is a developmental product but they are trying to be a little bit more than that these days so let's give it a go shall we. The schisms start off this week's show with those weird yellow masks on. Uh, they were out because it was Joe Gacy versus Cameron Grimes. Joe Gacy had new gear on this week, and I have to say he looked really good, actually. Uh, I like it. It's a definite upgrade on what he was wearing before. As for the match, Grimes uses his quickness early on. Uh, Gacy turns things around, though, with a big splash in the corner. He later hits a nice hip toss neck breaker thing. Uh, Grimes started to come back before the break with a big kick to the face. <clears throat> when we come back though, Gacy was in control because of course he was as it's WWE and Gacy's a heel. Uh, he hit a nice back elbow backbreaker combination. Uh, goes for a spinning lariat, but Grimes turns it into his flipping fallaway slam thing. Uh, the day I tried to get involved at this point, but Grimes gets rid of them. Uh, he hits Poison Runner to Gacy. Sets up for the cave-in, but Gacy rolls to the outside, so Grimes does a mad dive out onto everybody. He rolls Gacy back in the ring and heads up top. But as the referee is dealing with the dayad, Ava Rain hops up on the apron, pushes Grimes off the top rope. Uh, Gacy nails him with the handspring clothesline thing. I don't even know if it's got a name yet. And that's enough for the win. This wasn't bad, to be honest. Um, Grimes is always great each and every week. He needs to be on that main roster, but I'm a little bit worried that maybe he won't get there because surely he should have been up by now. And even though I don't like Joe Gacy's gimmick, I do like his in-ring work. <coughs> uh, the big problem with the uh, schism as a group is that it feels like they're just trying to copy the Judgment Day from Raw a little bit. And they're just not on the same level. So it's not really working yet. I know it's early days, so we'll let it play out, I suppose. None of us really liked the Judgment Day when that started. Now look at them, so give it time. Uh, we get the two geeks, Nathan Frazier and Axiom. Uh, they get interrupted by the creepy weirdo JD McDonough. A match gets made out of this uh, for later between Axiom and JD McDonough. We get a barbershop segment with Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. They basically say that the ladder match didn't count from Halloween Havoc. 
Uh, they put over Wesley, but then say they're going to take the title back off him, basically. I mean, they put it over a lot cooler than I could ever do it justice, so I'm not even going to bother. There is then another weird scripts thing. Whoever that is. Uh, and then it was Sol Ruka. Straight out of uh, an episode of Baywatch. Up against Electra Lopez. Uh, there is a nice X factor in there from Ruka. Until she gets completely decked on the outside by Lopez. Uh, she wears a newcomer down and just sat in a chin lock for what seemed like ages. Uh, Ruka does come back. She hits a sp- handspring splash in the corner she heads up top but Lopez pulls her off the top rope and then hits a sort of choke bomb thing for the win after the match Indy Hartwell shows up attacks Lopez from behind for payback from a couple of weeks ago honestly not a lot to say about this really but there was certainly a bit of snap in some of the stuff that Electra Lopez did uh, clothes on on the outside look great she has a lot of potential I think if they can just work on her a little bit and I think they have been uh, other than that there was nothing to this match in all honesty uh, Chase University uh, then backstage and I actually really like this in a bit of a perverse, humorous way. I just find it entertaining. It's crap, but it's entertaining. We then go from that, which I enjoyed, to another awful toxic attraction Zoom call thing where Alba Fire basically murdered JC Jane on live TV. Really hate all this. Um... I think the eventual match will be good, but the build to it is not good at all. <clears throat> it's then time for Charlie Dempsey to go one-on-one with Andre Chase. Uh, Chase monkey flips Dempsey out of the ring and then... No, sorry, he didn't. He clotheslined him out, out of the ring. Uh, Dempsey... Gets out of a front face lock with a northern light suplex. Goes for a Kimura lock. Uh, Chase, though, gets back up and does the chase you kicks. Dempsey, though, puts him in the regal stretch. Uh, as Chase is struggling to get towards the ropes. Duke Hudson's there trying to push the bottom rope closer to him. Uh, chase is shouting at him that he doesn't want help. And the match ends when Duke Hudson decides to throw the towel in. Um, I honestly thought it was going to be more to this at the end, but they sort of just went on to the next segment like it was nothing, so I guess that's what I'm going to do as well. Uh, Charlie Dempsey is certainly someone to watch, I think. I don't think he's been booked that well so far, but he's young and he's really good. Um, we have a little backstage segment with Indy Hartwell boasting about getting even earlier in the night. 
she's basically going to bet on herself now. Another one of those gimmicks. Never ends well then. Uh, we then get a god-awful segment of Briggs and Jensen in Fallon Henley's bar when Kiana James tries to buy the bar. Uh, I hate everyone involved in this. Briggs and Jensen are the worst act in NXT and that's saying something because some of the acts are terrible but just crap, I hate it. <coughs> so I'm going to move swiftly on. Hank Walker then takes on Stax Channing Lorenzo. Uh, they throw heavy hands at each other while Booker T shits on Hank for being a security guard. <laughs> Hank throws Stack to the outside, but as he's coming back in, Stax hangs him up on the top rope. Stax sort of stays in control. Uh, he hits a running knee for two. Hank, though, fights back and nails him with a clothesline and, a, and then pounces him across the ring. Stax eventually wins a match with a type of... Uh, how can I describe it? A curb stomp, almost. But instead of using his foot, he uses his knee. It actually looked really great. Uh, Credit to Stax, actually. I think... Yeah, he he looks great. I think he's toned up a little bit. Not that he wasn't toned already, but in the ring he does look better than he he was. I mean, look, this wasn't great by any means, but... Oh, good to see Stax getting a win for once. Star of the show, Grayson Waller, was in here. He uh, cuts a backstage promo before the break. When we come back, it is the Grayson Waller effect with Bron Breaker and Von Wagner. Uh, they're going to go at it in two weeks' time for the NXT World Championship, or NXT Championship, should I say. Uh, Waller was just taking the piss through all of this. He's so great. Um, now that he's found his place on the show, uh, on the show, I I love him. I swap him with Austin Theory on the main roster. I say, Von Wagner is just the most awkward man in the world. I think, and it's sort of captivating in a way. You just cannot take your eyes off him. I'm not sure that's exactly what the plan is, but I love watching him again. Not for the right reasons. Uh, Braun's great, though. Uh, I don't think he's long for NXT. So that does make me a little bit worried that they might do a title change. I hope not. No offence to Von Wagner, but I don't want to see him as the NXT champion. Give it to Waller. Even if it's just for a couple of months, give it to him. Uh, entertaining segment, all of this. Then backstage, Wesley gives his response to Carmelo Hayes to uh, Mackenzie Mitchell. JD McDonald versus Axiom was up next. Uh, There's some really nice mat wrestling in the early stages by both guys. Uh, both guys trying for pins as well. Axiom catches JD with a couple of Vinciguris as they go to a break. 
JD is in control after the break, though. Uh, Axiom smashes him in the face with a drop kick, and then a beautiful springboard moonsault to the outside, but tweaks his knee here. Uh, they both just just beat the referee's count, and then JD starts attacking that injured knee. Uh, Axiom then does this incredible Arabian springboard thing over the top of JD McDonough into a sleeper, which is great. Uh, JD, though, manages to come back and lock in a Boston Crab, but Axiom gets to the bottom rope. Uh, Axiom tries to kip up, but he again tweaks that knee, so he just gets nailed by a headbutt from McDonough. Uh, McDonough goes for a moonsault. Axiom catches him into a triangle choke. He then gets a near fall off a hurricane runner. That looked nice. Uh, later, JD does something to Axiom's leg. That, To be honest, I had to look away. I was wincing at it. Uh, it was fucking disgusting. And the referee calls uh, the match off at this point. Yeah, this was a great match. Uh, two great performers. I'm not that high on JD McDonough, but he, he was great here. Uh, maybe the finish was just a bit too far. It was for me, anyway. But that was obviously what they were going for. So, yeah, good job, I guess. After the match, JD cuts a little promo about the injury that he just inflicted. And then sends us a message to Apollo Crews, so we're going to get that match coming out of it. Brutus Creed versus Damon Kemp was up next, and this was meant to be a a five-minute challenge. Didn't go five minutes. Uh, Brutus attacks him in the entranceway. He batters him around ringside and then throws him around the ring. Uh, Damon comes back, though, and... Goes out for a chair. Brutus just smacks it out of his hands and uses the chair himself. Referee then calls for the DQ, but after the match, Brutus again goes back, nails him with a chair. Um, That's it. Not really sure what the point was to any of this, other than hopefully putting an end to whatever the storyline has been. Uh, a bit pointless. I don't really want to see Brutus Creed in a singles match, if I'm honest. Julius is a bit different, but I, as tag team, love him. Not really in a singles match. After the match, though, uh, Veer and locker room leader Sanger were up on the uh, platform thing, just staring at the Creed, so we're obviously going to get that match... At some point, we get another Dominic Dijakovic video, T-Bar, whatever he's going to be called. Uh, Hopefully we see him soon. Roxanne Perez and Indy Hartwell will then have an altercation backstage. Indy basically says she only cares about herself now. That's the gist of it anyway. And then it's main event time. Zoe Starks and Nikita Lyons up against Caden Carter and Katana Chance for their tag team championships. 
After an even start, the champs get the upper hand briefly. Uh, the challengers do a tandem power slam, but then the champs come back and are able to wipe both challengers out onto the floor as they go to a break. When we come back, Carter gets a hot tag and runs wild. Uh, champs do dot her simultaneous dives over the top to the outside. Uh, they do this weird-looking double team. I think it was meant to be like a face buster or something to Zoe Stark. It looked weird. Uh, Starks looked to have won it with a spin kick to the back of the head of Katana Chance, but not so. Uh, Chance hits Starks with a float over stunner, but Nikita Lyons breaks up that pin. Starks and Lyons nearly have a sort of coming together. Um, Lyons then sort of saves Starks by pushing her out of the way and the champions smash Lyons himself, get rid of her. They hit their finisher on Starks and then they retain their tag team championships. To be honest, not enough happened in this match for me. Um, I expected a little bit more. When Nikita Lyons was in the ring, you could sort of feel the drop-off in quality. I don't want to be too harsh as she is still learning how to do this. But maybe she shouldn't be in a main event spot yet. There's certainly potential there with her, but that's all it is at the moment. Uh, I don't enjoy watching her work. So he starts on the other hand. Lover. Uh, too good for NXT. I would have her up on the main roster without a doubt. Um, after the match, Lions and Starks go to sort of give the titles back to the champions. Bit of respect. But Starks decides, ah, fuck it, I'm going to nail Lions with the title. Smashes her in the head and then smashes her with a running knee as well. And cements her heel turn, which we felt was coming anyway. Yeah, good. Um, personally, I'd have liked to have maybe seen Nikki Lyons be the one to turn heel. But we'll see. Let's see how it plays out. And as I said, you know, this wasn't a bad show at all for a developmental show. Uh, there were some great things in there. But it does still f feel a little bit like they're trying to... Work out what type of show they want to be going forward. That's probably why at some points it feels all over the place. <clears throat> Maybe given a little bit of time they will work out what they want to be and stick to it. But that is your NXT review. And as always, you can tell us what you thought of the show through our Facebook page or on Twitter. I am at AdamChalk8 on there. I will be back tomorrow with the AEW Dynamite review. So until then, I've been Adam Chalk. Thank you for listening and I will see you next time.